Hi everyone and welcome to Growing Pain. I'm Jace. And I'm Jen. And this week we're talking about Jade turning six months old. Yay! <laughs> um, the format of this episode is again a little bit different. For those of you that watch us on YouTube, you'll be used to our sort of talking heads, weird angle at our dining table type setup. Uh, we often have our baby strapped to us, as she is again this week. Um, however, uh, we are going for something a little bit different. So if you are listening to us in podcast land, uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, you'll get all of the audio that would come from our video. Yeah. Uh, if you do want to watch our video version, we are on YouTube as well. Uh, so please take a look there. Uh, you'll get to see such exciting things as Jen's uh, hideous brown jumper. Uh, <laughs> not the jumper that she's wearing now. The jumper she's wearing now is very premium. Very intellectual looking, yeah, if I like, may say so. Yeah, it's got some Steve Jobs sort of stuff going on. Um, no, this is the fuzzy teddy bear one that I mentioned in the grandparents episode, I think. Yeah. Um, we also want to give a special mention to some of our fans, uh, Emily, Tara, and Amrudel. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for watching. Uh, I don't think Tara watches us on YouTube. I don't think so. You need to watch us on YouTube, child. Tara. You need to listen to us at the podcast and then, you know, you need to, you need to do the YouTube. You, don't, you can do what you want. Seriously, it doesn't. <laughs> I have no control over what you do. Anyway, thank you everybody for watching um, and listening and we should probably get into the episode because I've wasted enough time. Uh, Jade is six months old. She is. And I thought that for this episode, we were going to have a baby that was sitting next to us. Mm. Sorry. (laughs) Just to clarify, what I mean is I know that she wasn't going to sit there calmly in her high chair and just stare down the barrel of the camera. Um, but I thought that maybe she could be awake and present somewhat. Um, yeah. But it didn't It didn't work out. It could have, I think. I think timing-wise it's just difficult. When we, when we have Jade and she's all happy and focused and not fussy, but then we decide to set up the equipment and by the time we finish setting up and everything, she's gotten to either overtired or fussy sage, which is why we had to put her to sleep, unfortunately. Put her to sleep. Yeah. Um, we came back from Tresillion, um, and we have a we have an episode about Tresillion as well. Oh, thank you to all to all of you guys that watched the uh, Tresillion episode on YouTube. We've had quite a lot of uh, viewers, which is nice. It is. It is very nice. Um, and we learned some techniques there to be able to help settle Jade. Uh, one of the things that we weren't supposed to use anymore is the carrier that you're seeing in this video right now. Uh, the Ergo Baby Carrier, because it actually doesn't meet Australian standards. Um, now, it's not that the Ergo Baby Carrier itself doesn't, it's just a blanket ban on all carriers that they have there. So we, we had to get rid of the, the carrier, as I mentioned, and we also had to get rid of her little wingsuit. Mm. And we found initially we had a lot of success being able to get her to sleep um, using the, the techniques that they told us, but she's sort of bought into it now. Uh, we, we she's fo- caught on. She's caught on. She's, she's pretty cluey. So she knows that the moment that she's going into this carrier, um, because we don't use the carrier when we go out for walks now. We, we use her in the, um, in the, in the pram, mm. um, which, again, wasn't something that we were able to do before. But if she goes into the nursery or she goes into the carrier that I have here, she's just immediately screaming like a banshee. Mm. Um, and it's like ear-piercing, terrible. It's a new, new scream that she's learnt. Um, it's, it's next level. Uh, but, I mean, at the same point, uh, you know, every now and then we have to use this, especially if we want to do an episode um, uh, or if we really just need to get her down for whatever reason. Uh, and it's ha- still it's still very useful. It's still a great tool to have. It's just that we're trying to take her away from uh, sort of that, you know, dependent 
sleeping, which is that she's, you know, she needs to be close to us. Uh, we're trying to get her to self settle or self soothe. And part of that is not associating something with sleeping, in which case it's, you know, sort of being close to us. Um, of course, you know, rocking your baby to sleep is still okay. And if that's what you have to do, you know, whatever works. Um, but I think, uh, the techniques that we've been taught by Tresillian is that you're trying to break that association and getting them to sleep independently. So, you know, putting them, them in the cot and getting them used to sleeping in the cot themselves. It's funny. I went on this like little, I call it like a jungle trail. There's like a bush walk around near where we live and we went with, with some, some friends. Um, and on that walk, she slept almost the entire time. And it was like, it was quite difficult. Like I was like climbing up on like mossy rocks. Mm. I know this isn't something that you want to hear when I've got a baby strapped to me, but that's what was going on. I was climbing up these rocks and like, it was like just unlevel terrain and she was just like out. Mm. Yet you put her in like the comfort of a crib, Yeah, you know, um, surrounded by lovely blankets and just a warm, inviting atmosphere with our 10 hours of aeroplane noises playing and she just loses her mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, we're not going to make this another episode about sleep or, or lack thereof. Uh, that's just sort of some some progress that we've made. Um, we we did recently get a um, like a little thing for her to sit in. Oh. It's a little walker. Yeah, like she can't walk around in it because she's mm. not quite there yet. But she can stand up in it if she chooses to. Mm. Otherwise, it'll support her weight if if she doesn't. Uh, and it plays all these musical tunes. She looks like a, a baby DJ. <laughs> Yeah, it's a godsend. It's a, it's really amazing. Um, I thought when we got it, it's to assist her from making that transition into hopefully, um, you know, she can start sort of standing up upright on her own. But it's become a really great tool, um, one to help her sort of get used to the idea of standing upright on her own. But like, it's just great if we want to sort of um, do something quickly and we need her to put her, put her somewhere. Um, she really enjoys being in it and it keeps her occupied um, and we, it's we interactive. Have, we could have put her in it now, but then this whole podcast you would have been just hearing like twinkle, twinkle, little star basically, <laughs> yeah. except like the DJ version of it because she like doesn't listen to the whole song. She just no. mashes it and goes next, next, next. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I guess uh, sort of more on a topic for this kind of episode, I thought it might be fun to talk about sort of where we started and mm. the progress that she's made, if not a reminder to us that we're actually okay parents and we've developed this child into, uh, we've pushed her in the in a positive direction. Yeah. I mean, we recently had her do her six months vaccinations, um, which is quite standard across Australia. They have to do them um, when they hit six months. And along with that, they do a developmental check. And she's hit all of those developmental milestones, um, which is great. She's growing um, at a high percentile. So she's, you know, in terms of weight gain, all that, she's doing really well. And, um, and yeah, like I think, you know, along the way, I think, when you're a new parent, you're sort of so preoccupied with, oh, is my baby hitting those milestones? Like, oh, when are they going to turn over? When are they going to roll over? When are they going to start making sounds and like sort of like going through a checklist that so much so that you sometimes forget that you're meant to actually just enjoy having them 
you know, it doesn't matter whether they're hitting their milestones like a week um, in advance or like on time or like even if they're behind. I know so many mums who are like, oh, my God, they're not doing the thing that they're meant to be doing. Um, According to this book or this thing that I read online or my Facebook mums group. Yeah. yeah. And those guidelines are ever-changing. Um, you know, back when we were babies, like nobody was- There were no guidelines. Yeah, exactly. No, there were no milestones. Oh, like your baby can like cry. You know, like it's it. There's so many things that we have to adhere to now, and it gets so overwhelming. I find it overwhelming, at least. Um, but it doesn't really matter. Um, if it happens, then great. If it doesn't happen, it will get there. I mean, your baby will get there. Um, and just the fact that we've sort of had her for the last six months has been amazing, and you know, challenging and frustrating and enjoyable, all of those different mixed emotions. I will I will say, I mean, just as sort of general life advice, like don't compare yourself to other people and especially don't compare your baby to other babies. Mm. Uh, you know, it's so hard. Um, but, I mean, all because your baby, again, doesn't roll over at this particular mark doesn't mean that they're not going to later. Some babies walk before they can crawl. Some babies choose not to speak to till, you know, mm. a, a later point and then eventually you can't shut them up. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't matter. Just work with it. You know, if you're noticing signs that your baby isn't developing um, at, at like a medically suitable rate and, and doctors will tell you that, it's not the end of the world either. Like there are absolutely things that you can do to be able to improve that and, and that's what your doctors are there for. But don't mm. play Dr. Google. Try your best not to sort of go online and, and, mm. and compare your baby to... To, to other babies yeah um so in the last i think the well in the last couple of weeks i feel like she's sort of hit that stride where she's like to me she's turning into a little adult yeah. like she's eating solids like when when we were at Tresillion, if you've seen that episode um she's had the first of many new things like um proteins such as meat and fish um like actual, you know, proper vegetables that are like not mash. Um, cause prior to that, we only gave her fruit purees. And even then, um, according to a lot of people, we started her on solids at four months and that's really early for a lot of people. Um, but that's what our pediatrician told us to do. So that's what we did. Um, but yeah, like just little things and her little expressions yeah. are also, you know, adult-like. She's um, smiling a lot more and uh, like I think she knows what smiling is. Uh, for a long time I felt like she was just sort of mimicking what we were doing a little bit but didn't have an understanding. But she genuinely is smiling when she's happy and she's happy a lot. Mm. Uh, it's harder to get a laugh out of her these days. Um, which is, you know, a constant challenge of mine. I, I want to make her laugh. But when we get that laugh, it's it's great. Mm. And I know that that will happen over time. But, yeah, you're right, like little expressions and things like that. She, I think she's more aware of what kissing is now, mm. as in her version of kissing is she just opens her mouth really, really wide yep. and then sticks it on sort of <laughs> your cheek. Um, and, yeah, it's just nice. Like, And, I mean, with, um, with feeding her as well, mm. she just shows – general excitement when she wants yeah. more you know it's a very human thing but she opens her mouth i mean well when, when we're sitting in restaurants we're not going ah to like you know the waiters <laughs> or anything sometimes. like that you do sometimes <laughs> um but she opens her mouth and she leans forward and it's just it's yeah. nice to know that she's enjoying something 
Yeah. It's it's also easier for us to recognize when she's actually in pain. Yeah. Her cries are sort of different now. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, we we can communicate we're not speaking the same language, but we yeah. can communicate. Yeah, it's I mean, I think if you are a parent, you know what we're talking about, like when they're sort of a newborn, to me there is still that like disassociation between like, oh, you know, this is I know this is my baby, but it's not it doesn't have all the human it doesn't recognize all those things that we recognize as adults but now I feel like at six months she's really acting the way a human is acting if that makes sense um and all these little signs that she gives us like a little expressions and you know wanting something she sort of leans forward or hits something as if like she's getting impatient like you know the quality of impatience like I feel like that is it's like a human quality that I never really saw in her as a baby, but now I'm seeing in her like all these adult characteristics, which is um, so fun and, and yeah, it just, it's amazing. I, I don't think that she's changed like that drastically. Like it's yeah. still, she still has the same look about her and she's, she is by far more expressive and, you know, it's nice when, you know, I'm, I'm out of the room and then I come back in and then she'll sort of turn and smile. Mm. It's nice that she recognises her name, mm. um, uh, you know, and whether or not we say, hey, baby, or hey, Jade, she sort of looks up and, and knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, we had a moment the other day where she was laying on a play mat uh, and she laid there for like an hour and we just did normal things that we used to do before. I was on my computer working on something. Jen was on a computer working on something. We are in front of screens. And she was there and we had music playing. Mm. We had music playing and she was there and she was just playing on the mat. And I didn't feel the stresses of like constantly needing to check what Mm. she was up to. I naturally did check, Mm. but it was just a very normal moment. And I remember that in that time I did absolutely nothing with it. And what I mean by that is that I did nothing of value. I wasn't working on, you know, a podcast or a video. I wasn't doing my actual job um, outside of all of this. I wasn't fixing something. I wasn't preparing a meal. I was actually just doing the, you know, equivalent of scrolling on your phone yeah um and and that's something that we haven't been able to feel for a while right it is the funny thing about it is that i don't miss it all that much no like i actually felt like oh my god i'm wasting my time right now like when you have no time anymore you just um, become so much more productive you do and then when you are suddenly granted that time you try and fill it in with that that productive sort of stuff Mm. um but yeah man like uh, just again, like on the topic of, you know, things like sleep. I mean, I think we've just adjusted to this is the way that it is. Yeah. We've given it a try. There's nothing more that we can do. Um, we could take it to Tresillion again and maybe they would show us something new, but probably not. Um, so we've kind of, we're at where we're at now. Like this is just going along with her mm. developmental changes and yeah. and working with it. We We can definitely recognize when... She's feeling a certain thing. We know mm. when she's tired. That strange little thing that happens to her eyebrows where they go red when she's tired, besides the yawning and the, and the rubbing of the eyes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's amazing being able to take her out in the stroller now. We go oh, for yeah. walks every day. We go to the park. What a game changer. I yeah. mean, we, prior to her, prior to her going Tresillion, I don't know if it was Tresillion that made her like prams. It could have just been a timing thing, but... Honestly, like we bought this expensive pram. It was probably the most expensive product we bought and we used it like a f- few times, a handful of times. 
Um, and she hated it every time she was in it. So much so that it made me stress out. Like we bought this thing. She doesn't like it. And also it's just like every time you take them out in a pram, there's like all these prep work and, and it just made me dread using it. And now it's like, oh my God, she loves the pram. Like I actually enjoy getting this thing out and taking her in it. And it's a great, it's a great pram too. We've, we've lucked out. We've bought a lot of baby crap. <laughs> and you end up with a lot of useless baby crap. Uh, you know, stuff gets gifted to you or you go out and purchase everything. You know, we bought this boppy pillow thing, which is like, I don't know, it was like 70 bucks for this uh, croissant-shaped pillow. Um, and we used it a little bit. But yeah. if we don't use it for a little while, it will come back in. There was a point where I was like, oh, man, you know, I wish we never bought the stroller. We're always got her in the carrier. Now we rarely have her in the carrier, mm. except now, obviously. Um, we got in the stroller and part of me thought, had myself thinking, oh man, why do we bother with a carrier if she loves the stroller? Mm. The carrier's done its job. It's still doing its job. If it gets thrown out tomorrow, it's done it. Yeah. Uh, we, we feed our baby formula and um, our, our, our good friends, Jono and M, gifted us this, uh, I, call it a, I call it a baby coffee machine, a baby, baby espresso machine. Um, it's effectively the same as if you were using that pod coffee and espresso stuff, um, but you're not giving your baby coffee. It's, it's for formula. It's called a perfect prep machine. It's made by a company called Tommy Tippy, I think. And that thing has been a godsend. Mm. But if it, if we stopped using it tomorrow, and there was a period of time where we couldn't make a certain type of formula in it. If we, if we stopped using it tomorrow, it like it did its job. Mm. And it's, it's funny when you're buying things like for your baby, if you get a week's worth of use out of it and it made that week bearable, mm. um, then all of a sudden it just has great value. Yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way for those people who went out and bought those. What are they called? Snooze? Snooze, yeah. Those uh, like smart cots. Yeah. They're like, to get them in Australia, like $2,500. Yeah. And effectively for six months or seven months, it takes care of your baby when it sleeps. Mm. If, it, if it recognizes, like if your baby's crying or is getting upset, it will rock them quicker. Mm. Um, and part of me wishes that we got something like that. I think it's, like you said, whatever you think that thing is worth. And to be honest, when you have a crying, fussy baby, like you just want to fix it immediately and you'll pay money, like you'll pay anything, right? It's the same thing when we had this, um, we had Jade, you know, just not being able to sleep. And there are a lot of sleep consultants out there that charges an arm and a leg. And honestly, I was so desperate. I was like, I'll pay anything. Like if it works, I would pay you. Um, but now like having gone to Tresillian and learning the techniques and knowing that it's not a magic fix and it's something that you need to work at and takes a lot of progress. Um, I don't feel like we need to pay any sleep consultants anymore because the thing is they might have, um, great te techniques and tips for you, but your baby's um, will likely hit a developmental milestone and then something will change drastically. I know a lot of babies that sleep really, really well and when they hit the four months regression, they turn into a completely different baby. And for all of you guys out there who have great babies that are sleeping well, um, that's really great. And, you know, just know that it might change um, at any point, just like I'm hoping Jade will turn into uh, an angel sleeping baby at some point, you know, just because she hit some sort of magic developmental milestone herself. I mean, look, if you have a baby that does sleep really, really well, um, amazing. Like, enjoy it. Mm. If you don't know any different, 
don't sit there feeling guilty or anything about it. I'm sure you're not. I'm sure you're just loving the fact that you're getting sleep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just, yeah, it is absolutely different for, for everybody. Mm. And I don't think that there's anything that we could have done at the beginning to be able to make these changes. Like maybe, maybe you know, if we were to have like a second kid, for example, mm. um, it, you know, we would do things differently. I, of course we would. We, we already have the information, right? Yeah. But then that, that kid could be completely different. It probably yeah. will be completely different. Yeah. And I know that some of the mothers at Tresillian, their first children or second children even were these, we'll call them angel babies, um, that, that slept really well. Mm. Uh, and then the third just it was just like, what's going on? Uh, it, you know, at the same point, everything goes really, really well for a long time. And then all of a sudden, it takes an hour for your baby to go to sleep every night. Yeah. Um, and then eventually it does and it sleeps for 10, 12 hours. But that hour feels like just a day yeah. of screaming. And that's just what your reality is. Um, regardless of how bad it gets, you will build up tolerance to it. You will overcome it every mm. single time. Uh, yeah. There are moments where, and, you know, it's not nice to say, but you generally just want to, like, scream at your kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you find yourself, like, standing at 3 a.m. out in the kitchen, like, having a cry to yourself because of how hard it is. Yeah, that's happened. And uh, you overcome it. You just, I think, I think, I guess what I would say is that if you feel like it's not something that you can handle or, or tolerate, that's when you need to go out and seek some guidance or seek some help because... Yeah. A postpartum depression for men and for women is a very, very real thing. Mm -hmm. um, there are moments where I think you and I would have considered that it maybe it would have hit one of us. It doesn't mean that you're weak if it does. It's just a thing that happens. Mm. Sleep deprivation does things to you, man. Mm. And, you know, just make sure that you've always got somebody to talk to. Yeah. Um, and if you don't feel like you have somebody to talk to, a family member or a friend or, or whoever it might be. There are a lot of helplines out there. There are helplines. I mean, it, even if you... Even if you go on social media or you go on Reddit to one of the forums, there's some amazing um, like subreddits on there. You're, you're part of a couple of them, aren't you? Mm. Um, the comments in our YouTube section, we'll talk to you. Yeah. Like whatever you need, um, there is going to be somebody there that can give you help, give you a little boost, pick you back up again. And whatever you're experiencing, trust me, there are people out there that are experiencing the same way. I mean, I honestly felt so alone when... Like, I guess we felt so alone when Jade has been just been sleeping so poorly and we're like, man, she must be the only baby in the world that sleeps like this. And then when we went to Tresillian, it's just like meeting all these mothers who feel so alone as well. And that's like that in itself just made me feel normal again, I guess. Yeah, you, you have these little selfish moments as well and competitive moments too. It's just natural. Like mm. I remember the first night we were there, I think that you and I both said, oh, our baby isn't the worst one, yay. And we gauge that based on how much another baby cried, right? And when they cried and for how long they cried and so on. And then by the end of it, we're like, our baby's the worst one. <laughs> and like there's a level of like real disappointment and almost a sense of pride to go, my baby is the loudest and <laughs> cries for the longest and makes me the most sad. She's the most stubborn. Uh, she's the most stubborn. Um, and, and that's the thing. Uh, I mentioned it a lot during the time at Tresillian. I mentioned it a lot to the mums there. Mm. I was the only dad effectively of the group the entire time and I think I became an honorary mum by the end of the week. But you've got to take your little wins. Mm. Everything is a little win. Um, if you're taking two steps forward and one step back, doesn't matter, you won. Yeah. Because you're two steps forward, right? You take a couple of steps back, you'll build back up again. Mm. You'll always get there. People have been having babies for, well, a really long time. I don't know how long. <laughs> since cave people were around. Um, and, you know, it, it, we've been doing it. Like, 
we're getting better at it. Mm. Technology is getting better. Information is being shared. Uh, the internet, I'm sure, has been an invaluable resource. You know, modern medicine, all that kind of stuff all, all helps us make sure that our children are able to grow and develop. But yeah. we're just, yeah, we're always getting better at it as a species. You're getting better at it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't imagine there would be many people out there that would be watching or listening to this if you don't have children. Uh, but what I will say is that if you're considering having children and hearing what Jen and I both have to say or what other people say online, um, if it deters you somewhat, that's also okay too. Mm. Like absolutely be deterred by it because, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not for everybody. It's not amazing all the time. Mm. You can't sell this to anybody. Yeah, and that's okay. I think, you know, whatever suits your lifestyle, obviously if you're thinking about it, it means that you want to. And, you know, these horror stories about fussy babies is probably not going to put you off if you do want to have kids. Um, I think that's just a part of the reality of having babies. Um, sleep is going to go out the window. Um, and if that's the most important thing to you, then, you know, you probably like there's bigger problems as in you probably don't want to have kids because that's not going to be your only issue. Um, it's going to be something that will be challenging for sure, but so are lots of other things. And, and I think it definitely b makes us stronger. Like the other day, um, like I thought Jade was having a fever and there I was sitting in her nursery at 3 a.m. in the morning just thinking, oh, my gosh, like my, ba my baby's going to have a fever. I don't know what to do. But, hey, I mean, she's going to have a fever one day <laughs> for yeah. the first time and first of many, many times probably. And that's going to be a lot of challenges that we'll go through. Um, there will be a lot of first challenges um, and that's – okay when that happens knowing that you know you can sort of stand up to those challenges and and help her overcome them absolutely um we're going to make a more conscious effort of keeping these a little bit more condensed now um that it's uh you know a mix between the, the podcast and the youtube version um before i do wrap it up is there anything else that you wanted to say um, no, just the fact that we've really enjoyed um, all our time with her, even the challenges. Um, she really does bring a lot of joy to us um, and we hope to continue talking about her through this medium, I guess. Absolutely. If there's anything more that you want to know, use the comments section on YouTube or alternatively send us an email. This was incredible timing because Jade has just decided to wake up. That's it. Thank you for listening and we will see you uh, or you will hear from us in the next one. Bye. How are you doing, kiddo? Yay. Okay. Let's start that again. One more time. Okay. Because <clears throat> I said six month old. Six months. Six months. Six months. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to Growing Pain. I'm Jace. And I'm Jen. <laughs> all right, all right, no, more, no more laughing, no more laughing. Let's hold hands so we look like we're in love. <laughs> you can't even see it. <laughs>